They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Big Time Gavin Eddings. And Big Time over here because for the first time ever, I went viral. I know you're used to it, so it's old hat for you. Mm-hmm. But I went viral on TikTok, got over 1 million views on a meme that I posted. And it feels good, man. It feels good to finally get the notoriety. Sure, I spent like two minutes making it, did not give a shit about mm-hmm. it. And that's what takes off. But, uh, and it was like a family guy meme that took off too over on my Gavin Loves Horror TikTok. So Mm -hmm. it feels good. What's it, how how do you stay so humble? Like once you go viral so much. When you realize it doesn't really matter. (laughs) That's how you stay humble. But you do look good in that green jacket. Thanks, buddy. Welcome to the club, buddy. Thank you so much. I will say the coolest thing about it though was that uh, Blumhouse, official like Blumhouse, commented on it. Jason um, Bloom? Jason Blum. I'm Jason Blum and or Bloom. an intern who runs the TikTok left a comment. So that felt really good. So I think I'm in the running now to play Megan in the new Megan movie. I think so. Pretty excited about that. But it feels good to go viral finally. I feel like I'm finally getting what I deserve. And it was horror related, right? Yeah, it was, it was Halloween related. It was like uh, related to like the feeling mm-hmm. of being, because we're recording this on November 1st. I posted it on October 30th. Just uh, It's a clip of Stewie Griffin going, gonna go to bed now. Just gonna go to bed. And then he starts crying. And I said, how you mm-hmm. feel going to bed on October 31st knowing spooky season's over? And everybody's like, oh, shit, this relatable content. It's <laughs> just a green screen meme. You can check it out for yourself. But just wanted to share that I am now a viral sensation. And by the time this airs, all of that fame will have been gone. And uh, Halloween is over. Uh, officially, Proctober is over. Yes. How many uh, examinations did you get? Because I got 13 <laughs> this month. They just happened to be all on the same day, and I couldn't take it anymore. You're like, the, you're like I had to get 13, <laughs> 13 prostate exams because that's Taylor Swift's lucky number, mm-hmm. of course. There are 13 ghosts. <laughs> there are 13 ghosts. There's also 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. The yep. 13 days of Halloween on Fox Family. Or ABC mm. Family. Um, I think there's 13 And I had 13 day- polyps in my ass. <laughs> in my ass. What <laughs> <laughs> if each polyp and big, but but for real, my dad had prostate cancer, so. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine now. He's good. He's good. Um, but for real, though, uh, what if every polyp was a different ghost from 13 ghosts? You're like, this. this- I have the juggernaut in my butt. <laughs> Oh, this is the one that got married, who killed, who got killed on her <laughs> wedding day. The Jackal. <laughs> uh, it's a movie that we haven't covered. Yes, we need to but cover it. good. We Ghost, should. Though. We will. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, also, I do want to give a shout out. We had a pretty busy time on our Patreon. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk about Barbarian today. Uh, just yeah. so you know. This is one of our viewer requested episodes. A lot of people wanted us to talk about Barbarian from 2022 marco s really led the charge on Mm -hmm. that one but a lot of people also like chimed in and if you're a patreon subscriber at our eight dollar thanks for bringing him up here you can suggest episodes Mm -hmm. for the main feed of the show and i do want to give a very 
special shout out right now to some of our new Patreon subscribers who we got over the month of October. And we do have now, Patreon has this thing where you can do a free Patreon subscription. You don't get any of the bonus episodes or a sticker or any of the fun stuff, but but you can just like show your support by becoming a fan and you'll get to see like some announcements and stuff. But none of the fun stuff, we're still locking that behind a paywall like assholes. But you can mm-hmm. be, but you can, of course, be a free Patreon subscriber and see announcements. But whew, I'm really done. I feel like I'm running out of breath doing all this copy right now. You uh you're just taking care of business and it takes it takes its toll on a man. Here we go. All right, deep breaths now. Woosa. I'm going to do the thing from Midsummer. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, do want to give a shout out to some of our new Patreon subscribers, Kathleen Dodge, at our free subscription level. So mm-hmm. I guess Kathleen just wants to watch everybody else have fun. But thank you, Kathleen, for being <laughs> here. Um, uh, we also got Creep Ferratu at our $8 tier, Micah Tio at our $5 nut and run tier. Uh, my good friend Samantha, who I play D&D with every Friday, listen to the show unprovoked and then gave us money so thank you samantha um she will like how many episodes till we run her off i don't know uh she does love the band slipknot a bunch so we make enough slipknot references that i think we'll we'll keep around for a while so we may have to Corey taylor a show or two to her God damn it. And then finally, we've got Rebecca uh, Woolley at our $5 nut and run tier as well. So thank you so much for being our Patreon subscribers. We very much do appreciate you. Now, let's get into Barbarian from 2022. Brent, are you a fan of this movie? Uh, Yeah, from the first time I saw it. Saw it last year. Uh, Came out. Saw it in the drive-in. Which is how you want to see a horror, a dark horror movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, where it's hard to tell what's uh, what's going on at, at the drive-in. Horror movies are not the best way to to see things at the the drive-in. Rather, the drive-in is not the best way to see a horror movie because it's hard to tell when something is so dark. But it is fun to watch a movie at the drive-in. I saw it last year, so this is my rewatch, and uh, I I liked it. I saw it in the theater last year as well at a regular grown-up theater because... Oh. Well, yeah. my wife and I, we like to neck sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say, you like to feel up somebody, and you ain't trying to get kicked out of Beetlejuice. So I nope. get it. Um, I, I will say, horror movies are great at the drive-in if you've already seen it. If you if it's like yeah. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Lost Boys, Scream, something that you don't need to like really pay attention to, that way, when you're necking, you, you you get the mm-hmm. you're like I'm not missing anything now uh, now I didn't take it out for air if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah sometimes you just want a neck and then then you know she's like get your dirty hands off me Biff <laughs> you're not gonna feel me up <laughs> see when I like the way that you go to uh, a drive-in scene from Back to the Future I go to Greece Greece is mine okay Sandy. <laughs> that, that's either I, way it's the 1950s so. <laughs> it's the 1950s either the good way. old days like it used to be it uh, should be yeah but I, we need to do a return to american values and by american values i mean deep-seated racism <laughs> <laughs> well thankfully there's no racism in barbarian i don't know if that's true we'll have to talk about that but yeah uh, but uh, yeah I, I did see it in the theater for the first time, and I remember getting so hyped for this because I saw the trailers for it 
was not that impressed by them. But then it came out of, I think it was Sundance, and they're like, this is actually incredible. And it got really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So we went opening night, watched it. I am so glad I went in not knowing much at all, because this is a wild, wild ride of a movie. And I, I didn't watch the trailer. I tend to not watch trailers if I can uh, avoid it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you could tell me if you watch the trailer, if if there's anything to know, because this is like three movies and one movie. When you think it's one thing, it switches. Mm-hmm. It's like Roddy Piper. Just when you think you know the answers, he changes the questions. Mm-hmm. And half blackface. <laughs> Just like Roddy Piper did. Just like Barbarian. Just like the movie Barbarian. Um, (laughs) So if you watch the trailer for Barbarian, honestly, it is only like the first 25 minutes with the bed and breakfast. The bed and breakfast. The Airbnb. The bed and breakfast (laughs) is, is another, is like a sequel, I think, probably coming out. But yeah. That's probably a movie, Bed and Breakfast. Uh, there, I think there's one called Dead and Breakfast, actually. Okay. That that's that, just a that good makes name. Sense. And there's a the scariest thing is there's a two hundred dollar cleaning fee. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the dolls do just watch you the whole time. That's true. I do that. I did a sh- there's a there's sh- a regular show in Michigan, and it's such a small town that they put you up in a in a bed and breakfast, not a B and B, but a bed and breakfast, and it's like literally porcelain dolls around this room, mm. and it's like a bed that's like a old timey like four. Was it four poster bed? It had uh, four different posters on the wall. It had uh, but... yeah, it had corn, Nickelback, Limp Biscuit, Eminem, Slipknot, Slipknot. Slipknot. There we go. That's some Corey tailored content for our good friend Samantha. But it's like an old bed frame. It's like you definitely you you don't have sex in this bed if you want to break it. Thankfully, <laughs> I was solo and I wasn't too rough on myself. <laughs> you really like to take your time. You lit some candles, put on some Usher. Yep. Let it burn. <laughs> this is my confession. We'll see you in my body. But I'm glad uh, that, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you got to, I'm glad you survived the Airbnb. That's always yep. a, or you survived the bed and breakfast. But this has a very simple premise and that, that just goes so wild and off the rails because, I don't know, I, so I've heard, again, I don't want to mansplain, but I hear it's hard being a woman. I hear it's difficult out mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of concerns about like their safety. So the mm-hmm. idea of a woman showing up to an Airbnb that is double booked by a man who's already there is a scary premise. And that scary premise is just called being a woman. Well, that you know, that they get all the free drinks and compliments shouted from a construction site. But other than that, it's... It's hard out here for a broad. I know. You know? I, and, you, and you'd think they'd be more grateful because those men stop working to say yeah. the most flattering things about their big old tits. And they, <laughs> and they just and they just don't know how to, they, they, they don't know how to take a compliment anymore. It's like, I'm trying to compliment you, babe. Come on. Give us a smile, pussycat. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you got any milk to go with that shake? What you doing, girl? What you doing? <laughs> I bet you got a high credit score. Like, <laughs> isn't that really like complimentary? <laughs> isn't there? Uh, I think there's a comic in Indianapolis. His name's like Ben Polizzi or something. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot he does the, uh, the he does like, uh, like positive cat calls or something. Yeah, those are really funny. Those are good on 
TikTok. He's way more famous on TikTok than I am, but I'm just getting started, you know. Yeah, you just you just got to have the one green jacket. <laughs> He's got several million probably. <laughs> But, but she, and she and it's also this this B and B is in a shit neighborhood. You find she can tell it kind of in the dark, but mm-hmm. once you see it in the light, you're like, uh, I've been. This is at Detroit. I've been to Detroit. There are neighborhoods in Detroit and a lot of cities where yeah. you're just like, oh, this is. They might as well just bulldoze all this. Well, this was actually shot in Detroit. I think this was in like mm-hmm. a real neighborhood in Detroit where they where they shot this. And I know that even in like Indianapolis, when we go up there, we went up there one time for a uh, to see Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye do what some would call stand up comedy, but it was mm-hmm. mostly him just being Jonathan Van Ness for a hundred dollars. And but I died. So but it I, sounds like you had a good good time. It was a, it was really good. Let me tell you, it was some really good material. But he was fine. But we yeah. stayed in Airbnb, and the Airbnb itself was incredible but the neighborhood was terrible it was uh it was near lucas oil stadium but not in like the nice downtown part it was just like either just south of that and you're like oh okay and i think you get a lot of those where somebody bought it cheap and then that they're gonna flip it or make it at airbnb and that's like a lot of neighborhoods it's just you gotta the rest of the neighborhood has to catch up with the b&b yeah, and you gotta, and if you're not from that city, obviously you're like, well, this is a great deal. The B and B looks nice, but mm-hmm. uh, listen, if you're gonna book an Airbnb, Google Street View what the rest of the neighborhood looks like, but before you do it, because because you're gonna yeah. be in for it. You're like, is this the right? Is this the right house? Is this good? Mm-hmm. This is a rough. This is bad. But when when it, the Airbnb's labeled the uh, lock your door special. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you're not gonna feel very comfortable there, but it's a it's a bad neighborhood, and she shows up. It, it's like the tone in this the first twenty whatever half of the third of the movie is so like ominous. You're just kind of waiting for Bill Skarsgård to just I don't know. She's he's offering her tea. Do you want to watch me open the wine bottle so you know I didn't put anything in your drink? He's being overly nice. And yeah. you're just kind of waiting on him to like pop up behind her and see like a creepy smile, like "Oh, I got you," you know. Yeah. And I think what makes this opening, because I think the the first story of the movie could be its own incredible short film. I think if they had mm-hmm. just done like that as a, this as a short, it's 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 a great short because it it subverts expectations. Also, I think it's genius to cast Bill Skarsgård as Keith who is the guy staying at the Airbnb, because you have this predisposition to judge him as, oh, I don't know, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think, uh, who's who's the director again? I, I asked you how to say his name earlier. Uh, it is... Uh, Zach Kreger, right? Zach Kreger, first-time writer, first-time director in the horror genre. I, this is actually his first time writing and directing a feature film of, of any kind. Mm-hmm. Zach Kreger is a comedian by trade, he was in the sketch group, The Whitest Kids You Know. Are you familiar with The Whitest Kids You Know? I know some of the sketches. I think they had, didn't they have one where Abraham Lincoln kept heckling the play or something? <laughs> yeah. Now you done it's fucked a, yeah. up. Now you done yeah. fucked up. Now you done. Oh, you want to come up here? Please, sir. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to watch. Uh, the one The one that I know and probably one of their most famous sketches, have you ever seen The Grapist? Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah. The, the, the Grapist is like the one that I, that's my go-to. Because okay. it's like, yeah, I'm going to tie to a rating and grape you in the mouth. What? <laughs> what is he saying? 
Well, he he mentions uh, in an interview that I kind of read be- before we turned the mics on here that like this was this was only supposed to be like a writing exercise, and he wrote that first part. It's going to be like a forty-five minute short film of how it's so tense, and you gotta you know you're thinking in terms of how a, I think how a woman would feel of mm-hmm. overly cautious. There's a dude in this house you don't even know, and this could go bad. You're in a neighborhood that's already sketchy. And that was, I think he's like, he kind of wrote the first, you know, third of the movie and then, then thought about it later. And he's like, this is something else. It was kind of yeah. a writing exercise. And then I think he said in this head, he's like, uh, a naked woman with, uh, uh, saggy boobs comes out and smashes <laughs> his head against the wall or something, you know? Yeah. I think too, there is, I know that we, we, we touched on it a little bit as where we're like, is this movie racist? Mm-hmm. Question mark. And I think race, even in the beginning, but before there is like the blatant racism by the police later in the film, which we'll talk about, I think there is a little bit of uneasiness because Tess, the main character, played by Georgina Campbell, she is a black woman. She is a black woman that that is double booked an Airbnb with a white man. So you never know, like... How's that going to go, too? Because racism, as much as we joke about, like, let's get back to the 1950s or whatever, there's still a lot of racism today. Um, that's no no surprise there. I hear the race theory. It's in critical condition, actually. So, <laughs> so We need uh, 30 cc's of uh, wokeism stat. <laughs> I, I'll, I don't know that the, the first in the movie at all, I don't. Yeah, we can talk about it, but I don't know that there's like overt racism. I think it's more the cops just don't give a shit because they're cops. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying all cops are like that, but I just think these cops are. And I think more so Bill Skarsgård is not racist. I think he's he's maybe perceived as more of a creep till you find out he's not a creep. Yeah, and I don't and I don't think that I, I wasn't saying that Bill Skarsgård Keith was a racist. But mm-hmm. just I'm even... saying Bill Skarsgård, the actor, is a racist. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you ever see? I mean, he only. I mean, when he was Pennywise, I think he killed mostly like white kids, right? He did. He did kill a black person and said, "How sweet dark meat," <laughs> just like Freddy did in uh, Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we also say that the Skarsgårds? There's like four of them that are like famous, right? There's like the. White Wayans. Can we say that? They're the <laughs> White Wayans. Are they are they the White Wayans or the Wayans the Black Scars Guards? Or they're the what is what country the the Swiss I don't know where they're from. I think they're uh, from Switzerland. Baldwins. The Baldwins. Baldwins. <laughs> yeah. The Wayans are the black Baldwins, but the Scars Guards are the are the white Wayans. <laughs> Sure. Whatever. I don't know what we're talking. And the Baldwins have never done anything wrong. And there's yeah, there's the the one main Baldwin, and there's the rest of them. Alec and the rest. There's Alec, and then there's I think there's Billy Baldwin. But Daniel Baldwin. One of them follows me on Twitter. Shout out to the Baldwin that follows me on Twitter. (laughs) Wasn't wasn't Billy Baldwin on in in the in the Sopranos episode with the with Cleaver? Uh, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, T, we got Billy Baldwin to play the mob boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then one of the Baldwins is in the, in the Purge TV show. Okay. I never watched yeah. the Purge TV show. We have also not covered any of the Purge movies on this podcast. I'm all right not doing that, but we can. <laughs> Listen, people were some of the people were disappointed by, uh, I think, Aaron, one of our Patreon subscribers and one of my 
Twitter followers and Instagram just I think I I think Aaron could be considered like a friend at this point because she'll like message me and I'm like, hey friend. Mm-hmm. So Aaron, you a friend, but thank you for your money every month. But Aaron mentions she's like, I wish Brent would have hated Terrifier two more. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hate hate you didn't hate it enough. So if anybody hates the purge, we're gonna need Brent to really hate the purge. I don't hate the purge. It's fine. <laughs> and you're like, I think it's a good idea in theory. No, I don't I I don't hate that. I'll Go rob a bank. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to get rich. Listen, during or the die pur- trying. Listen, <laughs> during the purge, all I want to do is commit tax fraud. That's all <laughs> I want to do is just cheat on my taxes. That's right. I want to. I want to uh, like move our fence like six inches over. <laughs> but you can't do nothing about it. HOA, yeah. you can't do <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we that that first third of the movie it's you know she the he booked on one app she booked on the other uh and we'll find out later that this is run like a property management uh group who kind of has no idea what's going on in this house yeah and the entire first third is so tense because bill skarsgård is so creepy we know him as pennywise that he just has he is doing nothing overtly creepy. He is just being chivalrous, almost too chivalrous, which makes him a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody is overly nice to you at a bar, if you're a woman, and they're like, hey, man, can I buy you a drink? You can watch the bartender pour it for you. I'm going to be more suspicious about that than if they uh, than if they were just like, pour him a drink. But like, you're making a big deal out of how you're not trying to drug this. Well, it's I, that's a real danger anymore. Is you, we, you see the viral videos of how quick somebody could just drop a thing in somebody's drink anymore, you know? like Yeah. The more you point it out, the more suspicious we'll get. Renan Hurstberg, who's a great comedian. I love Renan. He's got this joke about uh, I, the one of the punchlines is, he's like, if you go to Red Lobster and somebody says, uh, we have a clam chowder that, that nobody has jizzed in, you're like, I'm going to think somebody jizzed in the clam chowder. You can just say nothing. So the more yeah, yeah. the more you try to tell on yourself, the more you're like, like stop. Just just be a person right now. Non-drug daiquiri? <laughs> uh. The virgin is the non-drugs in it. And, and Skarsgård is the gentleman. He said, hey, you could stay. I'll let you have the bedroom. They do the laundry. And uh, is the scene where they're putting the duvet mm-hmm. in the, the whatever, something in the duvet cover. I, f- I find it hard to believe that any Airbnb has a duvet cover. They don't <laughs> give a shit. Yeah. They don't want any more work than they have to. But the, there's a scene where he's wearing it uh, on his body like he looks like a ghost. Yeah. And you could be like, is this foreshadowing? Is he a bad guy? Yeah. And, of course, he's not. But then they almost get the moment where they, they're going to kiss and then they just don't. Yeah. My favorite part of when he's wearing the duvet cover is when he cuts the eye holes and puts on glasses. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And then Tess says, you see anything you like. That was yeah. a really nice homage to Halloween, I thought. When Can the- I get your goat, Bill Skarsgård? <laughs> <laughs> but they have a really sweet relationship. I do think that them bonding over an obscure jazz documentary 
is yeah. just like at that point, that's when I'm suspicious. Like when you're like, you're watching a jazz documentary. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you mean La La Land, or did you just watch a documentary on jazz? Yeah, did you watch uh, the story of ja- the history of jazz? I took a jazz class in college, and we watched a lot of. Uh, Who's the guy that's uh, known for that Zoom? Yeah, the Ken Burns yeah. jazz document, which is actually good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like you you know too much about the, it's like he almost like if he if he found out he was like a stalker and knew it yeah. wouldn't surprise you. And she's also getting into his stuff too. She's going through his wallet and like looking through his toiletry bag and like don't touch people's stuff. Yeah. But again, you're a woman staying with a strange man. You want to know that you like you have a photo of his ID in case you go missing. You want to text all your friends and be like, this is the man who did it. Yeah. Uh, so I get that. But they're just having a really nice time together. And you're really rooting for them. And it turns out Keith is just a nice guy. He has some night terrors like, like you, you know, your boy has. Yeah, so, I said, producer wife and I were watching. I said, look, it's Gavin. <laughs> and look, it's Stephanie waking him up, terrified, saying, please stop screaming. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep here. What does more corn dogs at the fair mean? You just kept saying more <laughs> corn dogs at the fair. <clears throat> Stephanie is really bad about sleep talking to the point, like she sleep talks too, to the point where I write them down sometimes where... Uh oh man I, I can't even find it but she just says the the weirdest stuff sometimes that I wake her up I was like uh did you know you said that she's like I didn't say that I go no you did here's the recording oh yeah you should make it like a mix yeah of it like a tech a techno song <laughs> I the only techno song I know is Mortal Kombat so we'll we'll have to make it to, to the beat of the Mortal Kombat Mortal theme. Kombat did you put the nuggets in the fridge. <laughs> was that one of them did she say did you put the I nuggets think, in the let fridge? me see if i can find it on my phone because i know that she did it not that recent she did it re- recently uh I, I guess when i was a kid i would sleepwalk because uh my brother thanks for bringing him up he was mm-hmm. like i i walked you into the walls what what he told me one time <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so i found it she said uh she said quote this is when she's asleep don't mm-hmm. flirt with me and the cats only around Christmas, which is good advice. Yeah, she, don't. It's either me or the cats, but not both. <laughs> and only around Christmas. Yeah. She said, don't drink the water from the Nile. Which, That's probably good advice. Um, she said, we should have gotten the bread from Jason's Deli, which is a restaurant chain. Yeah, also good advice. Um, she said, we got across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Don't know what bridge we were talking about. <laughs> and then for no reason she just said alligator alligator. So that was uh that that's what sleeping with Stephanie's like. Maybe that's Oh, I I know. But maybe <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know when you make me sit in the cuck chair. <laughs> there uh. there what if she was like uh quick do me before Gavin gets home. <laughs> Quickly, he's gonna come back from playing Magic the Gathering with his friends. There's a really one of my favorite jokes is from Jonathan Katz in uh, is like Doctor Katz. Yeah, the show. He had a joke. He's like, I found out my wife was cheating on me because our parrot kept saying, "Quick, do me hard and fast before my husband Jonathan Katz gets home." <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm glad that 
I'm glad that my night terrors have just become synonymous in your date nights as well. Yeah, you uh, you, you have a bad time sleeping, and it's really funny to me. <laughs> you bring me up when you watch Terrifier that I cream my jeans to Art the Clown. <laughs> you bring up my night terrors when you watch Pet Cemetery. You're like, Gavin had a trauma, had a trauma with cats. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. Oh, but no. you know, uh. All the people we just mentioned love Barbarian, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what I thought about doing? is because so many people love Barbarian and want us to do this episode. What if we both just shat on it for like an hour yeah. and a half? Be like, this movie fucking sucks. Because some people hated it. I don't know why, but anytime you're in a horror group and you're like, this movie's incredible. This is so good. Undoubtedly, they're going to be like, this is fucking dumb. I hate this. It was mid- it was mid, I don't get it, it was not scary, blah, blah, blah. But, again, that f- the, the, the first third that we're getting through really doesn't, and what I loved about the first third is that they get to the first night, and you're like, I guess everything's okay then. Because mm-hmm. normally when this, I, I even rewatching it, I forgot they got through like two nights or whatever. It's kind of like, it's a slow burn. Yeah. The but first act, it ends at 42 minutes when Keith gets his head slammed against the, the wall. I wrote that down. Yeah. But she, they wake up. He's already gone. She goes to the job interview and says, I'm staying in whatever neighborhood. And the interview clutches her pearls <laughs> because it's a shit neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes back to it and is almost uh, gotten by the, the homeless guy. He's like, don't go in that house. Look, girl. You, thi- Look, girl. you just think Look, he's like some house. kind of weird assault guy you know yeah. <laughs> i thought you're like a weird assault guy hey like, that's I'm, I'm coming for you yeah <laughs> i'm the grapest <laughs> <laughs> he just says that the whole time you're like what i'm the, the grapest then she goes in the basement when you stay at a weird place do you like a lot of comedy condos if i've never been there I just start looking through cabinets. Do you do that at places? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Normally, I usually just get to stay at hotels because I'm somehow, I don't know how, the, how, the, how that happens when, when I work less than you, but they're like, we'll give you a hotel. Well, it, it's uh, you're just lucky because you don't have to stay in a, a condo that I've never had to stay has in a, the tube TV and a table from the club. I did have to, I did have to stay one time up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in Menominee, Michigan. We had to stay in uh, what, what part of Michigan? Menominee. Menominee. <laughs> I may I, I know I've mentioned going to the UP before, but we stayed above the restaurant that we were performing at. Okay, and like it was a nice hotel, but it was kind of like. They, they're they like, oh, yeah, this place is haunted. So immediately me and uh, Jesse Bush were staying there. We're like, well, we've got to go through fucking everything now because yeah. this is terrifying. But but it was fine. Yeah, the Ouija board's under your bed. Yeah, the Ouija board's under my <laughs> bed. Uh, the upside-down crosses were a nice touch. I thought they were just upside-down swords. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, they got all these swords with this uh, half-nude dead guy on it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you start opening cabinets, going through shit, definitely. I would not go in this basement, though. Would you go in this basement? Have you gone in, like, a condo basement before? I don't know that I've seen one with a basement, but, yeah, I'd go down there. I'd take a look around. <laughs> uh, and then she finds, of course, the, the rope coming out of the wall, and it's, like, a secret passage. She she would have just, like, pulled on the candlestick, and the 
the thing would have swung around. But now she finds like this even longer corridor. Yeah. And then I'd be like, uh, I'm not, I'm not going down there because then I don't know anybody in this town, you know? Yeah. And even she says when, when that door opens, she's like, nope. And I Which was is like, a different movie. I was like, that's Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying that because they say it. Nope. Not because they're all black. Uh, <laughs> I, I just learned that both these people are black. <laughs> Is that me over-explaining myself? I, yes. It's not because they're all black. It's not because <laughs> it's just a coincidence, I swear. <laughs> but the, like She goes in, and she's like takes the mirror and angles it so there's light in the thing. And, the of course, the door locks behind her, so now she's stuck down there. Mm-hmm. And, this, and they discover the room. Like, this is your stereotypical, like, snuff film room. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's green tinted, it's musty, there is a bucket and a bed and a camera set up. Windowless. And, yeah, and you know they're not making quality Let's Play YouTube content. This is not Mr. Beast's house. No, th- this is not even uh, Bang My Wife level <laughs> or whatever <laughs> thing you're in. Like the, the dirty mattress that you know there's no sheets on it. No, it's just dirty. Yeah, the piss bucket means you're you're being kept in there. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's then this like this that's a tone change in this movie where you're like, I know what this room is for, but I hopefully we don't learn we don't see more than just this room. Yeah, I don't want to see rape. You know. Yeah, and and we talked about that on Terrifier too. The episode where like we were, we're glad he just butchers the women and doesn't sexually assault Woo! them. Woo! Thank, thank God. God. Oh God, <laughs> I, he's a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! What a nice man. But then they even discover like there's more tunnels, and when they and then she comes back to the job interview and she goes and finds, um, she go goes and finds Keith down there. I screamed in the theater when he comes like crawling towards the screen. Because mm-hmm. it's so tense, it's so built up. I screamed in the theater, um, and Stephanie laughed at me because I go <laughs> <laughs> like I audibly screamed because anything crawling from the dark is a very primal fear that I have. And it's also a Hoobastank song. <laughs> <laughs> I've been crawling in the dark looking for the answer. <laughs> Most people would reference Hoobastank's The Reason, but but the real fans, nope. the mm-hmm. real fans know Crawling in the Dark. The real ones. <laughs> and, and we, we got to mention that Keith does come back. He She's stuck in there. Uh, sh- they open the window. The like the like Well, he comes in and, and then like opens the door. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll take a look. And this, this like a, there's a basement. Then there's like a basement to the basement. Yeah. He went too far. Yeah, like you don't like once you get to the 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 poop bucket room, you're done. You're you're lucky to have made it that far. You do not go. It's like when you don't follow a hippie to a second location. You don't once you get to the pee bucket room, you don't go down the stairs to a darker corridor. Yeah, a, a one with no lights, seemingly like a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out later in the, the next act, there's just like bloody cages and stuff. Like, Yeah, and it's like, uh. Anyway, you got Keith crawling out, and he's like, there's something down here, there's something down here. And then he gets smashed by some kind of monster that you with see. Titties. With titties. I like the way that that's a best nudity. We'll see. I was going to, because like, I was thinking about the nudity we've had this uh, season. 
And I'm like, well, this has got to be a, 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 a in the running for best nudity. Because I think we've had so little. Yeah. As far as I can remember, there were no titties and Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them trolls had those big old titties. <laughs> She's and got I- a good rack. You know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> when that troll walked by the construction site, like, hey, nice jugs. Are they full of meak? <laughs> Wouldn't you love, instead of everybody in this movie, it's Ernest... Uh, in Barbarian. <laughs> oh, well, it seems like like we double booked the room, Vern. You got a videotape collection here, Vern? <laughs> Baba? Baby? But Baba? <laughs> Miak. <laughs> but he gets got, and this is like the first big kill of the movie. And it is it is brutal. She, she wants none of Keith's bullshit. No, and it, like I said, it's 42 minutes in before... I mean, there's horror and tension. Like that first act is such like a great tension builder. At least till they wake up, she wakes up the next morning. You know. Yeah. But it's like a great exercise in tension building. Where we're all, we know this is a horror movie. We know Bill Skarsgård was it. Yeah. Pennywise, and we're all just expecting we don't get it, and then we get it, and we're like, oh fuck. Yeah. And if you think about it, there's no real jump scares. It's just unsettling tension building the whole time. Mm -hmm. So there's no release. And the longer you wait for a jump scare, the more, like, tensed up you are because you're like, when's it going to come? It should have happened by now. What are we doing? And I know that you're a big sound design guy. Mm -hmm. And what is – I want to give you some time here to talk. What is your opinion of the sound design in building that tension? It's it really adds to the the whole tension because a lot, a lot of tension is no words. It's just looking around and mm-hmm. even even not even the sound design, but you like it's it gets worse. You get the piss bucket and the 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 room with the bed. And then you, <laughs> like uh, this is like that if that were a room and it just said warning, mm-hmm. then then some of these I was like I'm gonna go down these steps because <laughs> it'll just get better down here, you know. <laughs> Yeah, when you say piss bucket and room with a bed, uh, it's like if you look for that on the soundtrack, it is done by Mudvayne, by the way. It just That's tr- Yeah. <laughs> and Sl- Slipknot, I think, was a collaborator. At least yeah. Stone Sour. <laughs> yeah, you know, piss bucket and room with a bed, that's more of a ballad. That's more yeah, of a... You know, piss bucket, we opened up for Stone Sour back at uh, OzFest. <laughs> Yeah, Audio Slave was there too. You know, I feel like we all kind of, we really gelled really together. We just jammed for a while in that room with a bed. It was good. It was a good time. My son's a doctor. What's yours do? Yeah, he's the lead singer in Piss Bucket. <laughs> now open the fucking piss. <laughs> uh, and then we then we get like a, I don't, not even a one eighty, but. It, it's almost like if I if I hadn't seen this in the theater or would just knew I could click on it and on whatever app I watch on HBO Max and see like this is still on Max. Mm-hmm. This is like when I listen to an audio book and one chapter ends and then the next begins and it's I almost felt like we skipped a chapter because now yeah. we're cutting to Justin Long singing in the car. Yeah, I'd be like, did somebody sit on the remote and we're watching <laughs> a different movie now? Yeah, it's 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 a very. I mean, it was a literal smash cut. Mm-hmm. If you know what I get, because he has had got smashed. Um, <laughs> you you cut to him driving. You're like, well, what's happening? And it takes another like 
20 to 25 minutes to like get back to what's going on because Justin Long plays the character of AJ. He's like an agent slash Hollywood big shot who's been accused of... Uh, I think he's an actor, isn't he? Is he an actor or is he... I think he's I, an I, actor. I, th- I thought he was a producer or something. I, I, don't, I think he's an actor because uh, the other actress... He was like, I was on board before before her, and they're not going to move to move forward with it with a project if he's on it. I think. Okay. Either way, he's a Hollywood guy. He's a big Hollywood guy. He's accused of uh, he's accused of raping this actress, and it's kind of uh, he said she said there for a while. You don't know if you want to believe him. Uh, it kind of takes a sad. It kind of kind of. Sh- takes a look at cancel culture and like accusations and Hollywood and stuff like that and you kind of how it's bullshit (laughs) I'm not I mean that's a hard to listen don't try that in a small town let me tell you that hey you can't even rape anybody anymore without losing your job god it's it's a it's a real double standard it's real (laughs) uh we hate all those people who do that by the way I want to take a big stand I know the I don't I know I I took a stand a few weeks ago saying, like, Harvey Weinstein, that was all for the laughs. I don't Mm -hmm. I got a lot of people on Twitter like, hey, man, good for you standing up for Harvey Weinstein. And I was like, no. about time, yeah, something (laughs) went well for that guy. Somebody spoke, somebody, finally that guy got a break. No, we're obviously teasing. But, yeah, just, ugh. And you kind of wonder, you're like, did he or didn't he, is it blown out of proportion? Because he is a very likable character you think he may have just got a bad rap it may have been some miscommunication of some sort and then you kind of get to know him more and you're like oh no he's kind of a piece of shit he is kind of like a, a, a real big asshole he's an asshole and and the director even in that interview and i saw it maybe on reddit or two or something like that but it's like we get the contrast of the first part of this movie is a woman being hyper vigilant super careful not to have anything happen and then this guy, like, sees the piss bucket and the camera, and he's like, oh, square footage, he's coming home drunk. Like, he's the complete, op- he's the predator. Yeah. And he's like, bro, I'm not going to lie to you, I just don't give up, I I don't take no for an answer. And he's all drunk and uh, seemingly bragging about sexually assaulting this person. Yeah, and just kind of framing it as, like, he's persistent. He has had to convince her past the first no. Mm-hmm. And even then... Even then, like, that's not great. But if he's just persistent, I mean, it's it's wearing somebody down to where consent's really not consent anymore. But you're still kind of like, well, maybe, again, maybe he was just misunderstood. But by the end of the entire movie, you're like, oh, he did all these things, especially at the end, which we'll get to. But, yeah, he doesn't care about the house or what's going on there. He just cares about, like, the square footage and how much he can sell it for. Because if he's ruined now as an actor or a producer or whatever he is, he's got to sell off this shitty property he has in Detroit, which is the Airbnb. And mm-hmm. then you get a little bit of the backstory, not only of him, but the owner of the house, who is played by good old creep Richard Brake. He just uh, and I he he's like a creep in Halloween two. Yeah, he's one of the coroners talking about she the the dead body had a nice set of uh, boobs on her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he's in uh, the de- three from hell or whatever it is. Not he's, I I'd have to watch that movie again, but he plays like almost unsavory characters. Yeah, he's in thirty one. He's in a lot of Rob Zombie stuff where he's just mm-hmm. he's a skinny, dirty looking guy. 
And he was also yeah. the, I think the most famous thing he did was he was the original Night King on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's weird because, like, I didn't know that, but I, I saw I, I wouldn't know that because that character is, like, mostly CGI. Working under a hood, brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a mask, essentially. You yeah. Know, you, do, you wouldn't know. Also, can I point out that there's certain shots in this movie where Bill, Bill Skarsgård looks like a young Steve Buscemi? Just go ahead and give that a Google, dear listener, because I was like, he looks like a young Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I still think he's hotter than Steve Buscemi. I still think he's much hotter. Yeah, I, but I'd do both of them, but <laughs> only because Steve Buscemi, you know, was a 9-11. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he was a, uh, the story is, he was a firefighter, and when 9-11 happened, he, he wasn't being a firefighter anymore, but he went back to being a firefighter to help uh, with 9-11. Okay, that does... That makes him a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, and he doesn't tip. Which is <laughs> from Reservoir Dogs. But what's, what, but what's Like a Virgin about? Uh, dick, 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 dick. That's all she's thinking about. <laughs> it hurts her. It hurts her like a virgin. And that's what Like a Virgin's about. And then you just watch Quentin Tarantino suck on some toes. <laughs> <laughs> but we jump, we ju- well, like, we cut to it. That's my... Well, we get Justin Long, and uh, like he, he goes down there. He sees the bloody cages, the bed, ca- and he's all like, uh, "Does square footage count on selling a house?" Because he finds all the basement and then the secondary basement, and like it's it's great comedy. And he's like, "Oh hell yeah!" He's not <laughs> even like looking at all the bad shit that's happening. Then he, you know, he's he's got got by uh, by the mother yeah. falls into this pit, and Tess is down there. Uh, and then it then it cuts to uh, my favorite part of the movie is the whole Richard Brake stuff. This is I th- I love this that that scene. Why do you like it so much? I don't know. It's it's shot in like a we. I don't know if it's the uh, wide angle, almost like you shot it with a GoPro where everything is really wide for sort of mm-hmm. like a fisheye lens. And you get the you get backstory to this character. He speaks in it. He's looking for diapers and baby supplies for a home birth but you don't really there's not a lot of speaking to it but then you get the vibe that he's following this woman he keeps a whole goddamn uh coverall suit and his car whether he actually were it says carlos i think so there's no way that he even like works for the power or the water company but like his tricks man like he's follows this lady and scopes out who he wants to get like I just, I don't, I don't know why I like it so much, but because it's so bright, shot so bright, I, I just like this scene. It is shot very uh, idyllic. It's shot like the mm-hmm. idyllic seventies, eighties, in that, and even like when when he goes back to the like he falls into her house, he goes and like does the water inspection so he can unlock a window so he can abduct her later, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to the house, and his neighbor's like Frank. Got some bad news. You're going to see a sign in the yard because uh, we're going to be selling. We just feel like the neighborhood's going in a bad direction, so we're going to get on out of here. And then he's like the only one that like stays in this dilapidated mm-hmm. neighborhood. And it's like he doesn't sell it. He just turns around and walks away. That guy, uh, his neighbor is Kurt Braunohler. Okay. Uh, who's a comic. He, he's done a lot of stuff, but he's been on uh, Bob's Boogers. Oh. I think uh, a lot. I do love Bob's but, Burgers. Uh, yeah, the neighborhood's going to shit, going to the wrong direction. Then it cuts to Richard Brake walking in his shit house with just beer can't, just filthy. Yeah. Filthy house. Uh, 
and uh, wearing the the coveralls, and just it's just ominous and gross. And I just I just love that scene for some reason. And then you hear the screaming, and then it's revealed later that he is just making he's basically abducting, sexually assaulting these women, then making them them have babies, and then sexually assaulting those babies, and then like that they're having babies, and then so. Basically, where the mother came from, as Andre, the crazy, get away from the little girl, uh, mm-hmm. and says, um, basically, what happens is, the mother's what happens when you make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. It's like all the, it's just incest all the way down. And not like the fun, oh, stepbrother, I'm caught in the dryer way. <laughs> right? Which Mama, is. Mama, <laughs> stuck in the dryer? <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! Did your girlfriend break up with you? Let me teach you a few things. Yeah, you're you're 25 and don't know how to have sex. I'll show you. <laughs> oh, but it's so big. Your dad'll be home soon. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Brake will be home soon. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Imagine if it's Richard Brake teaching you how to have sex. I feel like it would just. Oh God! There's got to be such. I, I think I'd rather have Steve Buscemi teach you how to have sex. Uh, dick, 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 dick. Uh, <laughs> That's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. I don't tip. I, I don't do love the, the radio commercials in, in that sequence, too, the, the whole flashback, because, like, you they don't say it, but you can tell by how old the car is, the just the aesthetics of, of those scenes. But it's like, uh, I, I wrote it, but the, the Reagan admin... Like it, you, I, immediately, it tells you when this happens without actually telling you, and it's all the old commercials. And he says very little, but just what a fucking creep this dude is. Yeah, and I I know Richard Brake does conventions. I don't know. If I, I've never heard any like stories about people meeting him. I I just don't know if he'd be nice or not. Probably, but he just he's just a creepy dude. I just saw him on an episode of Sven Gulli. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with Sven Gulli? I'm familiar with Sven Gulli. Yeah. If you don't know, it's on MeTV, uh, and he it's he's very much Elvira or Joe Bob Briggs. He hosts movies. Less and fuckable. It's, it's a, yeah, he's I don't want I wouldn't want to bang Sven Gulli the way I want to <laughs> bang Joe Bob Briggs, but. Uh, <laughs> but he hosts, and it's a character. He's got top hat, makeup, and all that, and he did like a. Uh, Uncrypted or whatever, but it's like a documentary about this character. And Richard Brake was was in it because he Sven Gulli went to a, a horror convention. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a nice guy on you know on this kind of scripted thing. So who who's to say? But I I, I wouldn't think he'd he'd get work if he was an asshole. He'd probably get canceled and have to sell his B and B in Detroit. Yeah, so that's what that's the moral of the story. Don't be an asshole. You have to sell your B and B in Detroit. But. I, I do like that sequence, but then you find out that the copy of the copy, that then you, then you uh, jump back to AJ Tess in the pit. They open that pit up. The mother's like, open this pit. And they're like, please don't make us get in here. Suck this nipple, this oh, that milk is the... bottle with like this long ass hair on it. Oh, there's a lot. There, there, there's a lot of gross stuff in the movie. That is by far the the worst. Isn't just, it just? It take all it takes is a single hair that's not yours on a thing you're supposed to put your mouth on. Yeah, and you're like ugh. Uh, like when you're at a salad bar and you find a hair, or it's just oh god. And it's I think the less hair, 
the worse it is for some reason. If there was like a lot of hair on it, it wouldn't be as bad or stand out as much as one single dirty hair. <laughs> uh, and she opens up the pit. <laughs> and it, Tess, Tess knows the drill. You can't make this lady mad. Yeah. Because Which, she'll freak out. It's, it's, that, that's just good advice for all men and women. Don't make a lady mad. Yeah, you don't want to make these broads mad. Then They get know. upset. They start their periods. It's terrible. <laughs> all of them at once. <laughs> and then uh, he, he refuses to uh, suck on the bottle, so now she's got to breastfeed him. Yeah. To, and she seems like super strong, too, right? Like really big, super strong. Yeah, which I don't... I. I didn't know if you went that far down, like, the incest line. You just make a super strong lady. But, man, you got to start wondering about some of these people you run into at this point. Surprise! these uh, NBA teams aren't breeding them. <laughs> We're going to have incest, and we'll make a super strong Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. God, we can't. I don't think you can I don't think you'd say that. Be like, we just got to breed more shacks. We gotta- <laughs> well, I mean, that is a slavery thing of... They take the bigger, stronger yes. slaves and 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 mate them. So that's why I'm trying to say, like, I don't think we should say that. That was not my intention. <laughs> I was talking I about basketball players, not <laughs> slaves. <laughs> Which I mean, there's a lot of problems with that as well. What are you like, saying? What are you I, saying? I'm just saying. I mean, there. Uh, it's it's weird that we still have like these drafts of sports you're like what is, what is this really doing right now it's it's, it's a whole thing this is it's our most buy pro- them a mansion <laughs> this, this, is our mo- this is our most problematic episode because we are too dumb to like navigate these topics like gracefully that we're like i don't know is the nba slavery is it <laughs> I, I don't know they should breed them <laughs> <laughs> But but let's be fair. No matter how bad we sound, we are not as bad of a racist as actor Bill Skarsgård. That's true. Oh, God, that Bill Skarsgård, let me tell you. He, he did whiteface in It. It's terrible. Would you like a swastika? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Georgie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, I think the... Well, we've had a good run, everybody. This yep, is, we will re- yep, thank you for your Patreon money. We are now we are now one hundred percent canceled, like AJ <laughs> in this movie. And there, there's a great uh, tension thing of the the tape measure gets hit and then uh, gets pulled in the darkness. I think, and it's like, well, it's dark, so there's somebody else on the other end of the tape measure. Yeah, type thing. And there's the video playing of essentially like uh, how to be a mother. Mm-hmm. type thing, which you, you have to assume is an old-ass tape because it's a tape. Yeah. But then, like, just is on constant repeat because, God forbid, this guy even knows how to raise a child, you know? like Yeah, just, like, having him raise... Well, you would think that he probably had, like, the copies raise the copies. Yeah. And stuff, and we don't know... If they want to do a sequel, they could because you don't know how many are out there. You don't know how many are... I mean, I don't want another... I, I don't think we need a sequel, but, no. how, but how many of them are out there, and how many of them are Shaquille O'Neal? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, he he owns several Papa John's now. <laughs> very successful, actually. He did very well. Uh, but then you wonder, like, how Richard Brake existed in this house mm-hmm. post it being sold, or he didn't make the payments, or 
whatever. And then now he just lives underneath this house. And how do you get food and how, how do you exist in tunnels and shit? You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's not that important. It doesn't matter, yeah. but it's just a, an interesting thing. You know, I think mostly I'm just going to go with DoorDash, mostly DoorDash. Uh, just leave it on the, the stoop of the tunnel. <laughs> Ignore the piss bucket. Just, <laughs> if you're past the piss bucket, you've gone too far. Just, 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 just leave it at the leave it at the tunnel. But he's got. But then AJ does discover Richard Brake's Frank character in bed, just watching his crimes because he's got the videotape there, just just tapes of crimes. Because he originally he thinks he's a victim and it's like gonna yeah. free him. Then he's like, oh no, I've I've done made a mistake. And then uh, Frank kills himself because he knows he's about to be like be arrested and go to jail and all that stuff. And he so, also seems pretty sick. Yeah, he doesn't seem well. He doesn't seem like he's really up in uh break dancing that much. <laughs> Richard break dance. Uh also breathing in that tunnel air for 30 years probably is not the best for the lungs. You know, I I love me a good tunnel air. I love getting in the tunnels, having that good tunnel air. You ever breathe tunnel air? Yeah, you go to old Carlsbad Caverns, you see the stalactites and stalagmites, you pick up a shirt. It's yeah. a great family vacation. Mm, you love it. You love it to see it. But then Tess does actually get out of the house while Richard Brake is killing himself and whatever. Tess gets out, finds the police, and this is where you find out that she's like dirty, ranting and raving about like a monster in a house. The cops kind of just like play her off. They don't believe Looking her. Looking homeless like the other guy in the neighborhood. Yes. So there is some validity there that they're like, she's just a crazy homeless person. We don't have to believe her. And they just basically tell her to like, just fuck off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not concerned. And they get a, a, you know, what they'd probably consider a real call over the radio. Yeah. And have to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we get that moment where, uh, uh, what's his face, Uh, watches the tapes and then turns to Frank and is like, you're a monster. Yeah, and, and also that's coming from a monster. Yeah, that's coming. You know, like, like yeah, it's like if it's like if if Hitler looked at something that like Bin Laden did and was like, "That's a bit much for me, man." And you're like, "Well, you both are pretty shitty." Like, I think I think it'd be the other way around, but yeah, yeah, you know, either way, it's not great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like if a demon looked at the devil and said, that was harsh. Yeah, and the devil's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? (laughs) I'm on your shoulder. (laughs) So then Frank kills himself, but then Tess goes back to the house to get AJ. And for me, the oh shit moment, I don't want to spoil it for it, but I'll go and say it. The oh shit moment for me is when the mother leaves the house. Because Mm -hmm. you think that she's just like confined, but she's like, oh no, she in the window and she out and about now. Yeah, I I love the scene when uh, she gets AJ and they're like at the at the camp, the water tower where the homeless man lives and he's like uh she uh that motherfucker won't come out here and then just she breaks through the wall like, and just like tears his and like rips his head oh, off. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> at one point style. Yes. At one point, uh, Frank did breed with the Kool-Aid man, gave her that <laughs> wall-punching strength, which uh, yeah, you love to see it. I couldn't tell where the blood stopped and the Kool-Aid started. 
you have this great showdown at the top of the water tower where Tess and AJ are are ascending it, and then you have a good fashion showdown at the at the water tower, and AJ shows his true colors and what an asshole he is, and like pushes Tess off the roof, which the mother then like dives over because that's her baby. It's her baby. Well, we forgot to mention that he accidentally shoots Tess in the dark. Oh, that's right. That is right. Because uh, he has a gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, he's like, I can get away. She's injured. I'll push her off, and then I, I like if if anybody's more able to live, it's me. So why not be me? Yeah. He th- he throws it, and then the uh, the the mother jumps off the thing, and still alive mm-hmm. after that too. Yeah, my mother jumps off the roof, and then like cushions the fall, gives that cushion for the pushing and the falling <laughs> for for Tess. Tess survives because she hits the 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 soft broad shoulders of mm-hmm. the mother and then immediately you and if there was any doubt if you were still like maybe it was a misunderstanding at all AJ starts immediately gaslighting Tess saying she slipped it wasn't his fault and mm-hmm. you're like this dude is a is an asshole and that's why he gets his eyes gouged out and his head crushed because he is a piece of shit well, and even around the fire, he's kind of you know in shock, and he's like, "I can't, I can't change what I did, but I could make it better, whatever." Like he's, mm-hmm. he's you know Scrooge, like, yeah, I was living the wrong way. I need to change, and then he gets the moment to change, and he just doesn't. He just doesn't, which is unfortunately far more common than not. I don't. Wanna, yeah, this is now nihilistic podcast hour. Uh-huh. People don't change. <laughs> They don't. I don't. I, yeah, nope, they, they, they're not. My mom doesn't change. <laughs> your, your table-flipping dad doesn't change. We all just the same people all every day. I do call him Flip. <laughs> hey, Flip. <laughs> I love that so many people uh, who have commented on Twitter and stuff, they're like, you're you guys share some really great parent stories that are also <laughs> the most horrifying things in the world. Yeah, I don't know that mine are great. I just think they're stories that, that <laughs> they, you're like, God damn. They sure did happen, and I got to tell somebody. Might as well be this podcast audience. Yeah. Might as well get some $8 nut and runs out of it <laughs> on our Patreon. <laughs> Was my childhood well adjusted? Not at all. Did it get yeah. me $8? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Worth it. Trauma <laughs> is fun. <laughs> Trauma is content. <laughs> oh, that's a good sticker idea. That, not- you can get it right now on our Patreon <laughs> at the $8 nut and run tier. <laughs> Trauma is content. That's That's actually not a bad sticker idea. That's our band. Now open up the fucking pit. <laughs> open the fucking pit and let's flip this shit like you're our fucking dad. <laughs> we bring out like a Last Supper table. <laughs> I want to see every motherfucker in here. Hands on the table. And on the count of three, we're going to motherfucking flip it. <laughs> I want to see mashed potatoes all over the, the apostles. I like the way not only is it a last supper table, you're also like, we got the apostles here, and I want to see them covered in gravy. (laughs) (laughs) This is my body hit the floor. Body hit the floor. (laughs) I want to see, let's wash those feet. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino, why are you here? Get Get the taters off my toes. (laughs) This 
this is the most unhinged episode I think we've ever done. And I hope people appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, again, at the end, he doesn't change. Uh, he gets his eyes just, whoa, what a kill. Oh, yeah. Right there. Oh, yeah. And then because the mother has to protect her daughter, her baba, her baba. This is where it gets sad. This movie gets sad because she's a, a monster, but she doesn't think she's a monster. She's just trying to protect her baby. Yeah. And it's like she gets put out of her misery because, like, she's only going to hurt people. Yeah. This is a it's a real Frankenstein situation. Yeah. She is a monster, but it's not her fault. She was it really goes back to nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. If she was able to be uh, a four times incest baby, maybe if she had had a, a loving home. Maybe she would have had a chance, but you know, <laughs> some people just never have a chance. Just the piss bucket nursery wasn't the best place to raise a child. <laughs> that, of all, I've heard a lot of different phrases in my life. Piss bucket nursery is a <laughs> new one for me. <laughs> this is piss bucket nursery. I don't want to keep going to the joke well of band names, but Piss Bucket Nursery is uh, it's like S tier. It's, so, it's so good. I know we make that joke a lot, but sometimes sometimes it's just like, oh, fart knocker. It's like Piss Bucket Nursery is just like, ah, son of a bitch, that's good. You know you can't even read that font. That's how metal that band is. <laughs> it's just yellow and liquid. <laughs> Drippy. Oh, Drippy God. Font. Uh, uh, piss bucket in her nursery, baby. And, be... and Tess, Tess puts her out of the out of her mis. Now I don't even know if she's in misery, but it's like it she saves the world, <laughs> that neighborhood. The like the, a lot of grief. She saves because, the, she saves this one block area a lot of grief, which is fair. Well, it's, she's a monster, and she wouldn't even go in the room where Frank is. Like she's scared, you know. Like yeah. So. I, I I don't know that there's any re rehabilitation if they could have caught the mother. Yeah, I think it's just a feral being at this point. You know. Mm hmm. I mean, I guess you could have put her down in the caves with the with the descent. She probably would have done really well down there. Yeah, you got to rehome her. You got to rehome her with the with the cave dwellers. <laughs> uh, overall, though, this is a great movie. I love it, and I love that. I love that more comic actors comic directors are taking on the horror genre because they have a very unique perspective where they can weave horror and comedy together so well and tell very interesting stories well i think comedy and horror are very similar because you're trying to elicit a very specific response and both are a release of tension yes and i think too so much and, we, and we've talked about this com the, so much comedy comes from true darkness Mm -hmm. comes from true sadness and being able to craft that in a way that is humorous to other people is not only it's great for the audience but it's great for us as comics to be able to like translate that and share that in a in a i guess a healthy way depending on it it just depends. I, I'm, odds are there's other people whose dads are table flippers in one way or another yeah and it's i think a lot of comedy you you get laughs because it's a shared uh, experience, and sometimes it's good to know that shitty things didn't only happen to me. 
Yeah. It's also, oh, thank God, I'm not alone in this, you know? And that's what a lot of, there's this weird subsect now of people who get famous on TikTok or people who get famous on social media because they had such, like, trauma or mm-hmm. they have certain things. Like, I know there there's a lot of people who have autism on TikTok and they're able to, like, share their experiences and become very well known for that. And I think that's so great that we're able to give voices to these people who might not necessarily have voices uh, uh, more typically. So I think it's great for that. But I think, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good, good thing that we're all just constantly sharing our trauma and trauma bonding all the time. The We're going to find out in like two generations, be like, maybe we should have not overshared as much because now we're all just crying in the streets and now there's nobody working at a bank. Look, it's Brent Table Flip Terhune. I'm like, it was my dad. It was my dad. Flip the table. Please, please. My dad was a table flipper. <laughs> I hate couches. <laughs> uh, can you sign my f- my table? <laughs> Do that redneck thing and sign my table. <laughs> can I get a cameo where where you yell at my table and flip it? Uh, I'll, I'll flip. I'll flip a table on cameo with all the fixins <laughs> for Thanksgiving for like. $200. I really hope somebody takes you up on that. I hope somebody is like, because I, I just want to see all the work you have to go through to flip a table. And you're like, I better get this on the first take. Yeah, I, I can't be picking up mashed potatoes off the uh, plastic wrap on the floor. God, Do it pro- again. Poor producer wife has to deal with so much anyway, just being married to a comedian that she's like, what are you doing for money now? You want to flip tables. You want to flip yeah. table with all the fixes. Yeah. yeah, Brent spent most of Father's Day yelling in his car at his phone for other dads. <laughs> That's true. I did that. Oh, one I know year. it is. I know it's absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> he called him a cuck and whatever. So. <laughs> Uh, overall though, great movie. I really love it. Thank you so much for recommending that we cover this because it is, it's a fun one. I think it's, it, d- yeah, it's like fun despite all the bad shit in this movie, like very dark on the, like the darkest of the dark. It's like this podcast. It's fun except for all the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite kill? Uh, favorite kill gotta be I think Bill Skarsgård because it's kind of like I wanted to mention it uh, when it came up. It's like Drew Barrymore in Scream. I was like, gonna say that he's Drew Bear like he's uh, and he's he's a celebrity. He's a name. Yeah, and, then and, and he's just gone. And in the horror genre too. But you're like, is he gonna be behind this? Is he gonna be connected? Like, nope, he's just dead now. Yeah, because he's yelling down in the basement, and you think, well, this is a trap. Yeah. You know, he he's just fucking with her, you know? Mm-mm, nope. Just my, my favorite kill, we forgot to mention that there's even the part where she runs the car into the house and smashes the mother. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it didn't help, by Did, the way. Nope, does not help. Then that's what you need in a strong power forward for your NBA team. <laughs> strong, independent woman. Right yeah. There. You're like, you got to have a woman that can, when somebody set, sets a pick, she runs you over like a jeep. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, Justin Long getting uh, his eyeballs pushed out. Yeah, for sure. And then, what is your oh shit moment? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's that the sequence with Richard Brake because you then it, then it paints the story of w- what this house is. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, just that moment where he nonchalantly flips the window lock. Yeah. Just you're like, oh shit, this guy's a like a pro creep. Yeah. Ugh. 
you don't want to ever go pro when you're a creep. Amateur creep no. at best. Semi pro yeah, maybe. Yeah, just have your p- hands and your pants a little too long in the library. Keep it at that. <laughs> God, you know, I hear that though, and I and I go, at least he's going to the library. At least our libraries are being. He's supporting used. the. He's supporting the library. Just yeah, his hands are his pants near the swimsuit issues, but you know, whatever. You know, at least he's there. Yeah, I like that. It's it's the swimsuit issues at the library <laughs> when there's. Porn on the internet. I assume you can get on that at the library. I don't know. I assure you, you cannot. As somebody who tried to get on Playboy.com to look at pictures of Sable in 1999, yeah. you can't do it. It, it, it. it is very blocked. I get all my porn through the Libby app. <laughs> to the library. I, I, I got all the maxims on my phone. Oh, did you get the one with Christina Aguilera during the dirty era? Oh, was, hell yeah. That, that's a good issue. It's a little throwback. Yeah, it's like I I only masturbate to Maxim and Motor Trend. <laughs> yeah, Maxim is, I didn't know there's worse than Maxim. <laughs> Motor Trend is the, <laughs> is the one you got to look out for. What was your, did, what was your uh, oh shit moment? Oh shit moment was when uh, Bill Skarsgård crawls through the tunnel. Because it's like okay. anything crawling in the dark. Hoobastank, notwithstanding, is always really, really scary to me. Is this movie scary? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that first half is, that first third is incredibly scary. It's incredibly tense, and I was on edge the entire time. And it's, I think it's scary not for the monster. It's it's the, mon- the barbarian that lives in the basement. Yes, for sure. So, ugh, just a great movie, fresh, original, not a sequel. And one thing I do want to mention... This movie, you 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 still at the time of this recording, you cannot buy on physical media, which I think really I didn't realize that. Yeah, so there were a couple movies that came out that you couldn't buy on physical media. Prey was one of them, the Mm -hmm. uh, the the Predator movie. You can now get that on 4K, but you cannot buy this movie on physical media for whatever reason. And uh, not to get too on a soapbox because we're wrapping up here, I think it's shitty that like Best Buy and stores are like getting out of the physical media game altogether. Mm Because people like collecting things, and some people don't have access to the internet to like stream or. You order. live in a a, ba- a dungeon in the basement. You can't get the Wi-Fi down there. You know. <laughs> you can't when you when like that piss bucket is not good for picking up a Wi-Fi signal. Do you think he has other tapes other than his vile, disgusting tapes? Like that can't be all that he watches, right? I mean, you gotta have something like. You'd think at some point maybe he'd accidentally tape, like, a Wheel of Fortune. It's like Redhead at the gas station and then, like, eight episodes of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Redhead at gas station, Wheel of Fortune, the King of Queens. Like, yeah. <laughs> but these are With a lot of commercials. <laughs> he didn't... <laughs> but, yeah, support physical media if you want to, like own things because you never know when mm-hmm. something's going to go off streaming or just have Brent's voodoo password yeah when they're going to revoke the all the voodoo content on my thing which you can get at the nine dollar no <laughs> uh that should be on the nut and run tiers i think that'd password, be fun but I, that'd be fun i but, don't know how legal that is probably we get shut down probably very very <clears throat> much i'm getting shut down over a ten dollar <laughs> voodoo tier what did you think about this? Because I kind of forgot about it. What if you like Barbarian? What else should you like? Because you mentioned Frankenstein. I think that's a good. Yeah, you, you've created a monster type thing. Uh, I, I think Frankenstein is good. Um, I think if you like monster stuff, The Descent 
is yeah. a, is a good one. That's a good creature feature. Um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. God, we gotta stop recommending that. <laughs> but it, but it kind of works. It does. But it's like but, uh, one of the most graphic movies I've ever seen. Gotta, so uh, if that's not your vibe, don't watch it. But it's the vibe. That. The vibe is dark and it hurts your heart. Yep, that's true. <laughs> um, Henry Portrait of Serial Killer is good. Um, but yeah, those are, that's really it, I think. I'm trying to think of other ones that are like, what's well, got a basement? Uh, yeah. Maybe 8mm? <laughs> I feel like every time I, I can't think of it, like, 8mm with Nicolas Cage has got a camera uh, and snuff films. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know that there's many movies like this. I'm sure if I... I should have thought of it because it's the podcast. We, this is not a surprise, um, but... Well, what about Conan? The O'Brien? <laughs> yeah, Conan the Barbarian. I think that's a good one. I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen that. You've never seen Conan, Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Conan the Barbarian. Comes and the out, Max Weinberg the 7. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good show for me to poop on. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that'll do it. I think we're good. Uh, yeah. Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes is a good yeah. one. Let's go Hills Have Eyes. Did we are we watching something next week or is this the end of the season? I don't remember. I think we're at ten. I think we're okay. close to it. Uh we'll do a season wrap up next week and then I know Christmas be a coming, but we do have some requests for a couple things. I do want to do maybe one or two. I do want to do some into into December and then maybe take a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays. Yeah. But um yeah, I think we got some more content coming for you. Maybe uh, definitely some bonus episodes, of course, over on our Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you. Uh, we have like seven or eight episodes up now already. So mm-hmm. be sure to you can get that along with the normal episodes that you get uh, early. I put some up really early sometimes. So uh, I know on Halloween, I was like, you know what? Terrifier 2 is done. Throw it up. So do we it. Do it. So we, Terrifier 2 is up early. Uh, we do. Uh, I, I love doing that for y'all. Because you, you get to like be part of the conversation before it comes out, which is always mm-hmm. fun, um, and it makes me remember to do it. So thank you. Uh, but yeah, pay, patreon.com, Anything you do helps. We, we we do we do have that free tier now for announcements. Like we said, uh, that's it. We'll do our wrap up next week. And as always, they're coming to get you. Baba. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.